Hey everybody, this is Bishop Brian Gallardo and you're listening to the LifeGate Church Youth Ministry Podcast where we lift the name of Jesus high and empower the listener. For more information, please go to lifegatekc.org or briangallardo.com. How many of y'all know what we're going to talk about tonight? Racism. Okay, racism. Now this is a real heavy subject, isn't it? So before we jump into it, I'm going to share my story. Is that okay if I do that? And don't throw tomatoes at me or your neighbor. And I'm not a victim. I'm a victor, aren't you? But what we have to realize that in our culture right now, there's racism everywhere. There's racism in all of our families somewhere in the genealogy of our family, extended family, there's racism. There's racism at school. Come on. A lot of people, you're going to grow up and go into the workforce, you're going to encounter racism there. Uh, there's racism in politics in America. There's racism on the TikTok, on the Snapchat, on the YouTube, and the Gram. There is racism, though, in the church. Not this church. I hope not. But in the church, right? There might be racism encounters on your row. You might be sitting next to somebody who was bigoted, targeted, or encountered racism, but they don't talk about it because of the hurt. For me, I grew up a biracial young man. My dad is Mexican. My mom is white. And I grew up in, a, in an environment that, that that wasn't really tolerated or accepted. And I went to Morton Junior High School in Omaha, Nebraska, in Northwest High School, my freshman year of high school. And for two solid years, I was targeted and suffered at the hands of racism. There was a group of young black men for two solid years that would come after me and, and spit all kinds of derogatory racial slurs about the Mexican community almost on an every single day basis. It was so bad, they would beat me up, they would throw me out of the building and lock the door to where I was getting in-school suspensions, detentions, and one day a young man by the name of Robert chased me through the schools and stabbed me multiple times with the shank that he made from his pen. What the enemy wanted me to do is not heal, but hate. I became a youth pastor in Omaha, Nebraska, and my beautiful wife and I got married. And about a year after we got married, we got into a fender bender. And I was pulled over to the side of the road by an African-American police officer who put me in handcuffs without question after he saw my driver's license and threw me in the back of the cruiser. For an hour and a half, I sat in his car in the summer with no air conditioning, and he was totally disrespectful and rude to me as a person. The very next Sunday, I went to one of the captains of the police department in our church, and I said, hey, Cap Captain Lee, I said, this happened to me, and I don't know what to do. How do I file a complaint with the city about this? And he said, was it what officer was it? I said, it was officer so-and-so. He said, I'd leave it alone. I said, why would I leave it alone? He said, he hates Hispanics. And if you, if you put this out there into the police community, he will chase you down and he will harass you. Well, then I became a senior pastor. I thought, you know, maybe if I'm a senior pastor, I'll never encounter racism again. I had a, a, a Caucasian brother come to the church and, and, and he was wearing a big old, you know, America hat. It said America on the front with an eagle on the front. And uh, he wore a shirt that said Obama is the Antichrist. And so I had to go talk to him because I said, you can't wear that at our church. We believe in honoring those who are in office and we pray for our leaders. So he said, well, what is your thoughts on immigration reform? I said, man, I'm, here. I'm a pastor and I preach Jesus. And he said, well, what are you going to do if Mexicans show up at your church? 
He said, I'll probably, he said, I'm going to call the immigration bus just to let you know, preacher. And I looked at him and I said, do you know what my last name is? Do you know that I'm a biracial Mexican white person? And I said, don't ever come to church here. Last year, about this time, we were standing outside, and, and Brother Matthew was out there. We just got done baptizing, and this lady came up to Brother Matthew and said, you're a white piece of trailer trash. Racism should not be knocking on the door of the church, and racism should not exist today. I had an opportunity and a chance. I had to make a choice. Am I going to hate, or am I going to heal? It's quiet, ain't it? And the reason why it's quiet, because I'm not the only one with the testimony in this church. Some of you in this room have been targeted as a person. You have, been, you have encountered racism. You have been bullied at school. You've been, your parents have, have been targeted. And, 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 and I know that it's not every police officer in America, but the stigma is there. Come on. Some of you know what it feels like to be looked down upon because of the color of your skin. You have two options. You can either hate or you can heal. If you hate, you will repeat the cycle of racism. But if you heal, you can use that hurt to heal others. Your misery that you experienced can be someone else's ministry. Your pain can help another person who has encountered racism to heal from that racism. Because the enemy does not want us as people united. He wants us divided. People down your road, just look down your road. Everybody look down your road to the left or to the right. Everybody look behind you. Everybody look to your right behind you. Look to your left behind you. We would be remiss. We would be remiss and ignorant to think racism hasn't hurt people in this room. Come on. We would be remiss to leave church and think everything's okay with everybody. The fact of the matter is, it's not. Culture has taught us, now listen, I'm going to say some things today, and I used to hear me all the way through. I was talking with a, with a young black lady one day, and she said, black people can't be racist. Only white people are racist. So for us to think in the room that white people haven't encountered racism, that's a lie too. Amen. In our culture, she told me, she said, black people can only be prejudiced, we can't be racist. I said, what? She said, well, we can prefer our own, that's being prejudiced, but we don't hate white people. I said, that's the same thing. <laughs> if you look up the word racism in the dictionary, you know what the first word is? Prejudiced. Racism screams, I hate you, Prejudice screams, I prefer my own. So when we show up to the Christmas party, we all get together because we're all are our people and we sit together. Don't sit at my table. Both sides of the fence. Come on in here. Y'all looking at me funny. Stop looking at me funny. We can either hate each other or heal and help each other. But one thing I know is all of us at some point or another, especially in today's world, my God, this, this message might get me canceled from some of you. I don't know. But, but all I know is that in today's world, racism is real on every side of the fence. Come on, talk to me in here. Okay, 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 let me help you. Let me help you. If you prefer your race over another, that's racism. 
if you tolerate, 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 I just tolerate you. Pastor Janae told me that she was called a snow bunny by, 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 by a group of people, and that, that's a derogatory term toward white people, and it made her feel away. Racism. If, if you're black and you make fun of white people, racism. If you're white and you make fun of black people, racism. Y'all got really quiet super duper fast. Pastor, can I be racist and a follower of Jesus? No. Can I be prejudiced and a follower of Jesus? What would your answer be? No. Come on, shout it out. Come on. No. You can't follow Jesus and hate. You cannot follow Jesus and be prejudiced. You cannot follow Jesus and be a racist. You cannot follow Jesus and not forgive. Okay. As a Christian, you cannot preach love but practice hate. If you preach love and you practice prejudice, you preach love and you practice segregation, you preach love and you practice hate, you are not a follower of Jesus. Amen. Somebody say, man, we hear you, Bishop. Come on, say it again. Say, we hear you. In the book of Galatians, chapter number two, there's a story, and, and I'm going to paraphrase it really in detail because I don't have a whole lot of time, and I really want to spend time in breakout sessions tonight. But in Galatians, chapter number two, there's a guy by the name of Peter. It's the same Peter that Paul, or that Jesus discipled and called into him. And then there's this guy named Paul. And Peter was sitting down, Peter was a Jew, he was sitting down with all these Gentiles eating because there's this great divide, this great racism between Jew and Gentile in this time in history. Well, there still is today. Obviously, watch the news. And so, 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 so Peter sat down with all these Gentiles in Galatians chapter number two, and he's eating with them. Well, all of a sudden, these Jews showed up into the room. Peter gets up, and he walks away from the Gentile table, and he sat down with his kind, his people. Y'all are quiet. Paul says, Peter, what are you doing in front of everybody? Peter says, oh, well, I'm, I'm eating with the Jews. He said, no. You're embarrassed to be with somebody other than what you are. He said, the Lord rebuke you. That's Galatians chapter number two, verse 11. Let's read it real quick. Peter visited Antioch. He caused the, the believers to stumble. He caused the believers to stumble over his behavior. So I, Paul, confronted him to his face. I like how it says that, to his face. You just got to get some people's face, you know. He enjoyed eating with the Gentile believers who didn't keep the Jewish customs up until the time James's Jewish friends arrived from Jerusalem. When he saw them, look what he did. He withdrew from his Gentile friends, fearing he was afraid of how it would look to his Jewish friends that he sat down and ate with people that weren't like him. That's American culture. This is going on right now. Come on in here. If there was prejudice and racism in the early church, guess what? There's prejudice and racism in the modern day one too. But we can change all that. You can change it. I dare to look at your neighbor and say, you can change it. Tell them, say, it's up to you. So I want to give you a few things tonight. I got one, two, three, four, five things. And we're going to go quickly here. Five ways that you and I can overcome racism and help eradicate it from the earth. Let the church say Amen. Number one, be educated. You got to get educated, young person. What do, you, what do we need to be educated about? I'm going to give you some things to be educated about. Here we go. You have to understand that racism is a demon spirit. 
Racism is a demon spirit. It's a demon spirit. You know why? Hate does not come from God. You weren't born to hate. We're taught to hate. We go through situations that make us hate. Come on. And hell wants us to not forgive and to walk in offense and hate our fellow man. It's the assignment of hell to break our unity. Yeah. Here's another thing you need to be educated about. All demon spirits of racism are imparted to you. They're imparted. How are they imparted? Through music, through culture, through what you're educating yourself with on TikTok. Come on in here. Through CNN News, through Fox News, from Atlanta to Arkansas, it's imparted. Yeah. Other people, secular humanistic ideas. Come on in here. The message of Christ is unity and love. The message from Satan is hatred and division. So, the next thing you got to learn and be educated about is in education, you, you must close the, you got to close the door, young person. Come on in here. You got to shut racism down. You got to stop hanging out with people who don't like the opposite. You got to stop being around with people and calling them friends that have hatred in their heart. You got to stop playing the music. You got to stop listening to the music, watching the programs, scrolling through their TikTok. Shut the door. Educate yourself. Now, I want to educate you with something in the room. If you are a young black man and you're using the N-word, you need to get delivered. You're quiet in here and it's okay. Maybe somebody out here is watching me or listening online. But if you're a young black man using the N-word, you're a flat-out hypocrite. Well, you can't say that. You ain't a black man. I don't care what I am. You're a hypocrite. The word should repulse you. The word should make your skin crawl. Well, well, Bishop, I'm just saying that because that's my brother. I'm like, what's up, bro? That's a lie. Let a white man say that to you and call you. He just means brother. It'll make your skin crawl. You'll be fighting in the parking lot. Come on in here at church. What? Come on. I looked this word up in the dictionary and I was blown away by, by what the N word means in the dictionary. Listen to this. We describe the N word as perhaps the most offensive and inflammatory racial slur in English. The word has been established to be derogatory, degrading, dehumanizing to the black community and one of the most offensive words in history. The stigma of this word embodies and invokes painful memories and inhumane ill will in countless individuals that have lost their lives due to the beliefs perpetuated by the use of this word. And you want to call your friend that? Stop using it. Take it out of your vocabulary. Rebuke your friends for saying it. Come on in here. If we're going to heal as a nation and we're going to heal as a young community, we got to get this stuff out of our life. Or we're going to repeat the cycle. We will not heal. We're going to hate. Come on. We got to get educated. What else can we be educated about? Well, I want to educate from error. Race is a beauty thing that God gave us. Look around this room. We are beautiful, y'all. Just look around the room. My God. We got a beautiful, we got a beautiful biracial right here. Andre, he's beautiful. Come on. 
Come on in here. Sitting next to Chocolate Thunder on the front row. Brother Duran. Right? All the way to Brother Chris in the back. I was walking with him at the mall, and this girl was like, hey, what's your name? I said, his name's Married. That's his name. Right? Next to Chocolate Thunder, we got the White Stallion. Brother Matthew Woods. <laughs> it's beautiful. And all of us biracial kids can say amen to this. We are the cutest babies. All the biracial kids said amen. Come on, Noah. All the biracial kids said amen. So, so you know, my little niece about to come out, you know, with, with Pastor Janae. She's going to be beautiful. Blending is gorgeous. You know why? We get to learn from each other. We get to realize, hey, they're not all bad. Just like we're not all bad. Come on in here. We got to come together and realize race is a beautiful thing. We are made in the image of God. So Miss Kaya is made in the image of God. And so is my wife. That's why they both, they look godly. Come on. It's a beautiful thing for my wife and Miss Kaya to sit down. It's hilarious, actually. It's a funny thing. I just eat popcorn and watch the two go. They're so different, but they're so funny. It's a beautiful thing. Come on. Got to educate yourself. Here's another thing you need to be educated about. Oh, Lord. We all come from the same creator. We all come from the same factory. Oh, no, not us, Pastor. We, you know, we, we not us. Uh-uh. Nope, not us. We all come from the same creator. Right? Don't get this silly idea. See, some of us, like, I don't have any pictures of Jesus on my wall at home. Because there's three main pictures of Jesus. One, he's pasty, scary looking with blue eyes. One, he's sitting on a donkey wearing a sombrero. I kid you not. One of my family members had this, I promise. And the other one, he's from Africa. Hello? Ain't none of them Jesus. It's not Jesus. Jesus is not dark complected. He did not come from Ethiopia. He was actually born a Jew. In the place of bread, Bethlehem. He was not born in Ethiopia. He was not born in, in, in Europe. He was not born in Mexico City. And guess what? He was a man. Now he's not man and God. He's God. He was half man, half God, fully man, fully God. Now he's just fully God. There's no man part about him anymore. He was not created in our image. We were created in his image. Well, what did he look like? Who cares? What does he look like? He's got eyes of fire. He don't look like us. He's got long hair like white wool. He don't look like us. There's so much glory on him, you can't even look at his face. And we were created in him, not him in us. So if you hate somebody that don't look like you, you literally hate God. Acts 7, I feel the anointing, guys. I need to preach this on a Sunday. Acts 17, 26 says this, for one man he made all nations. Everybody say one man. So who do we come from? One man. 
that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times and histories and boundaries of their lands. We came from one man. One. One man. We're all related. When I'm clowning Pastor Julian, I say, hey, sister in the Lord. She'll say, you're disgusting. Don't say that. But we all go back to Adam. So when you hate somebody in the street, you're hating your fellow man, your brother or sister. That goes back to Adam. How can you hate what God created? Look at your neighbor and say, educate yourself. Okay, here's another one. When I got saved, I became a Christian first. I became biracial second. I don't put my family's ideas about the earth over the kingdom's ideas. In Mark chapter 3, they came to get Jesus and said, Jesus, your mommy and your daddy and your brothers and your sisters want you. You know what he said? He's only like 12. He said, who is my mother or my father? But you tell my mama I said that. But I'm about my father's business. And those who are about my father's business that I'm partaking in right now, that's my real family. Jesus was saying just because we're blood doesn't mean we're family. He's saying the greater principle is who is in the kingdom family. That's why Kai is my sister. It's just weird because so is Pastor Janae. Everybody say, I am kingdom first. No, say it again. Say, I am kingdom first. I am kingdom first. So I deal with race and according to kingdom principles. I deal with hate according to kingdom principles. I deal with forgiveness according to be the kingdom principles. So number one, we got to be educated. Number two, we got to be open-minded. Oh, Lord Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, I got to be open-minded. Right now is not the time to argue and debate and be angry with each other. It's not the time to fight racial issues right now. It's not. It's not working. It is not working. Now is the time to sit down and listen. Now is the time to say, hey, Brother Chris, tell me the hurt that you felt with racism. How can I help heal that? Because I don't know what your hurt is. Come on in here. It's not time to say, oh, Chris, he just, he just don't know what he's talking about. He does know what he's talking about because he's been hurt. We got to hear other people's pain. Come on, church, say amen. We got to hear other people's experience. Be open-minded. Be the one to heal your neighbor. Come on, good Samaritan. Be the one to heal your neighbor. Be open-minded. Because guess what? Your family might be wrong. Your family could be wrong. Come on in here. Your family could be wrong how they view the opposite races. Be open-minded. Number three, be a full-time walker. How many of y'all like to walk? I like to walk. I run about two and a half miles a day. Just for the record, Justin Pena beat me on the weight loss program, by the way. So frustrating. I love to walk, but you know what the Lord wants us to do? He wants us to walk in love. I know it's simple, but, but, but hear me. The whole foundation of Christ is not hate, bigotry, racism, and prejudice. The foundation of Christ is love. He said in John chapter 13, 34, a new command I give you, love one another. How? as I've loved you, so you must love one another. You mean to tell me, Jesus, here's how he loved us. He died. That's how he showed himself. I love you. 
Let me, let me say it this way. Have mercy in your love like I had mercy on you. Have grace with other people like I had grace with you. Be understanding of others like I was understanding with you. Be patient. Be forgiving. Lay your life down for your neighbor like I laid my life down for you. Don't fight. Don't debate. Don't get, no, don't get all puffed up and swelled up and angry and combative. Talk to people. Listen to them. There's a reason why they're angry. There's a reason why they're hateful. There's a reason. It's because they're broken hearted. What if we listen instead of talked? But I think you don't need to think. Just be quiet. Listen. Be open-minded. Right? Okay. Be educated. Be open-minded. Walk in love. Number four, be forgiving and merciful. Be forgiving and be merciful. Now, I told you all my story. How many in this room, by the show of hands, let's be honest, you've encountered racism in some fashion or form. Let me see your hands. Look around the room, everybody. Look around the room. That's a lot of people, right? So that tells me that we've all encountered ignorance. <laughs> Come on, be real. One word might be stupidity, but, but we're going to call it ignorance. Because sometimes people just don't know what they're saying. You know, like, I'm not racist, but you're about to say something racist. <laughs> or like, 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 like to go up to a young black woman and say, can I touch your hair? It's so pretty. Don't say that. Don't do that. Hello, church. That's weird. Amen. Right? That's stupid and ignorant and weird. <laughs> right? Or to, or to say, oh, I don't mean anything by this. My best friend's black. You, you mean something by it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to preface it with that. We've all encountered some ignorance in the earth, right? Come on, right? But the way of the kingdom is forgiveness and mercy. Listen to our Lord, okay? For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sin, your Father will not forgive you of your sin. Boy, that's pretty powerful. Look how powerful the Lord, look at the message of Christ. He, he desires to have relationship with us, but he desires our relationships to be good. He wants us to have good relationships. Then he said in Luke 6, be merciful off the standard of, how do we do it? Just as your father in heaven is merciful toward you. What? Some people I'm not merciful with. Come on, talk to me in here. Some people I'm like, I'm going to knock them upside the head. You know what I'm saying? And the Lord's like, do you want to be knocked upside the head? No, but, but, no buts. Do you? No, sir. Then shut your mouth and listen. Come on. Okay. So everybody say, be educated. Everybody say, be open-minded. We got to learn from each other. Everybody say, be a love walker. Everyone say, be forgiving and merciful. And number five, it's a good one. You got to be a destroyer. Come on. You got to be Ralph the Wrecker. That's what I probably should have named it. Ralph the Wrecker. What are you talking about? You have to destroy the prejudices in your own heart. You have to destroy the racism in your own heart. You say, Pastor, I'm not. No, I don't think nobody in here. Oh, yes. Yes, in here. If it happened in the early church, it happens in our church. And we have to be guilty of destroying it in our own heart so the future church doesn't have it. Because there's a church to come through. You guys, one day you guys are going to be leading everything. One day you guys are going to be doing the preaching, not us. 
we'll be walking in, you know, praise God. Oh, good to see you, Pastor Isaiah. God bless you. Good to see you. You know, preach good today, young man. You know, one day you guys are going to be leading the church, not us. You'll be the firecrackers, not us. We're just going to be clapping you on, celebrating and paying our tithe and making sure this thing stays afloat. Come on in here. Let's not let the future church have any bigotry in it whatsoever in their hearts because it's not in your heart. Amen. Ephesians chapter number two, verse 14 says this, Jesus came and he destroyed the dividing wall of hostility. What does that mean? There was a hostility between Jew and Gentile when, when this was penned. This was Paul the Apostle saying this. And he said, Jesus came to destroy the dividing wall between uh, uh, Jew and Gentile. If Jesus destroyed that dividing wall that caused prejudice and hatred, uh, we have zero excuse not to destroy it too. But we've got to educate ourselves. We've got to be open-minded. We have to walk in love. We have to be forgiving and merciful. And we got to destroy it here first. Got to get it out of our heart. Okay? Not every white man is out to be racist towards you. Not every black man is out to be racist towards you. Not every police officer is a bad person. Come on in here. Come on in here and say amen. 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 Ephesians chapter 4 verse 3 and 4 says this. And we need to camp here for, for our walk with Christ. This is what Paul said. He didn't say go pick it and go go get on TikTok and go, go spew out more hatred out of your mouth. This is what Paul said. Make every effort to keep the unity. This is the way of the kingdom. Make every effort to keep the unity. Make every effort. That means you got to work this thing. That means when they give you an attitude or they look at you funny or they, ooh, that didn't feel good. Ooh, I'm about to, mm, mm, mm. No, make, you make every effort. You're the Christ follower. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Look at verse four. There is one body. How many bodies are there? One. There's one body, one church body. How many church bodies are there? One. Well, what about the cure? They're still part of the one body. They just have a different mission. What about Bishop Hart in Omaha, Nebraska? Same body. We're the pinky, he's the thumb. We're, we're might be the hand, he might be the foot. We're all, we're all one body. And there is one spirit. How many spirits are there? One Holy Ghost, right? Just as you were called to one hope, one hope, one hope when you were called. So if division is manifesting in our heart and disunity and hatred, bigotry and prejudice, that's not the working of God. It's not the working of his kingdom. It's the working of our flesh because we've been influenced by demonic spirit that wants to cause hate in our heart and not heal. So tonight, here's what we're gonna do. Because a lot of you in this room by, even by the show of hands, you would say, Pastor, I've encountered racism. It hurts. Come on. And I could have given you about eight more examples of how this has affected my life. And, and I could have told you about the time when I was falsely accused of something in Omaha. And it, hurt, it broke my heart. I, I, could, I could tell you uh, multiple stories of different encounters that, that I've had. And my wife could testify as well of racism thrown at me. And I just shut my mouth and I healed. I didn't get hate, hateful. But for those of you who are here tonight who are hurting, I want to encourage you. Don't let that hurt turn into hate. Let that, let that hurt turn into healing oil. So you can tell somebody else, like I'm telling you, hey, this hurt me, but I healed. And you can heal too. Let's bring the walls down. Let's bring the division down. 
and let's let the Lord use us to bring love, unity, and harmony in the earth.